As a parent, are you struggling with kids who demand your attention? And no matter how much you seem to give it to them, it's just never enough. Like they just seem like they want more and more and more. And it's just driving you crazy and you wish you could change those dynamics. Well, in this episode, Sarah and I discuss where that comes from. Like what's driving the kid to do that and how can you change it? So at the end of the episode, we're going to give you four specific steps that we take in our home that's helped change those dynamics to where the kids know how to get that need met without demanding it constantly and without it seeming endless. Welcome to the Art of Raising Humans. Hello and welcome to episode 93 of the Art of Raising Humans. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sarah. And man, we want to talk about kids needing attention, right? Yeah, you hear this one a lot where it's like, oh, my kid is always demanding so much attention. Yeah, man. And some kids really, yes, they're wanting a lot. Yeah, it's and it can draw, be super draw, draw. annoying, right? It can be, or or just hard. You kind of feel bad because you're like, my kid wants so much yeah. and I don't, yeah. Well, and don't know what to do about it. It. It's up, it comes up in a lot of conversations, Sarah, where I'm sure the parents listening it's like, man, what do you do when your kid just keeps, you know, wanting yeah. your attention, right? What do you, and typically the go-to for most parents is either resist it, you know, uh-huh. like maybe, maybe punish it even. Mm-hmm. And then the other go-to is ignore it, right? Just right. ignore it. Just like, don't even acknowledge it, you know? So yeah. anytime, even we hear this from other, other counselors at times who are helping parents, mm-hmm. you know, this is something that you, you hear kind of, you know, especially it's kind of more of an old school type thing of it's an either or. Either we're going to tell them to stop it and get really mad about it, or you just ignore it and don't even acknowledge it. Yeah, so we're kind of talking about a kid doing a behavior mm-hmm. and people like, oh, they're just trying to get your attention. Mm-hmm. So it could be a tantrum or it could be someone mm-hmm. not obnoxious, mm-hmm. like <laughs> kind of hitting you or, yes. yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you're just like, oh, that's just an attention seeking yes, behavior. Exactly. And so I learned early, I was even taught that early. Oh yeah. You just need to, you just need to ignore it. If mm-hmm. you, if there's something they're doing, yeah. you know, making weird noises yeah. or whatever it might yep. be, just ignore it. Yeah. You don't want to give any attention to exactly. it. Exactly. Don't pay and any so, mind. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So for a long time, I, you know, I, I even tried that with kids or I mm-hmm. believed that, but mm-hmm. you think I've just got to ignore it. Yeah. And then it'll go away because it yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. The, you know. the, the thing I saw as a school counselor, Sarah, in, in elementary school, kid raising his hand wants to answer a question. Mm-hmm. And there's that kid who's going. Ah, 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 yes. Ah. And so you, I hear it all the time from teachers, just ignore that kid. Just ignore it. Because if you answer, the I, the belief is, if you answer that, then that kid is going to believe that's the way to do it. Well, right? and there's some truth there, right? Because our brains are wired for patterns. Yeah. So then we think, oh, it was when I made that noise mm-hmm. that she paid attention mm-hmm. to me. So mm-hmm. that's how I've got to do it. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely some truth to, you know, if, if I give it attention. Yes. Then it reinforces, then the child thinks, oh, that's what worked. If I scream, yep. that's what worked. If I do that, that's what works. Yeah. So, well, and that's so kinda, then you think you've got yeah. to ignore it or you're going to be reinforcing this thing that isn't helpful or healthy or something. Well, so our training, it was very much early on this more behavioristic thing, right? There was really not as much focus yeah. on what's happening internally. Mm-hmm. But what I mean for the listeners, behavioristic, it's an outward in thing, right? Yeah. So you change that behavior from the out in. So you see the kid doing this behavior you don't like. Mm-hmm. Don't give them what they want. Because if mm-hmm. you give them what they want... It will tell them that's how to get it. And once again, like that is true. 
Yes. So it's not like that. It's, it's similar yes. to to dogs. It's yes. that behaviorism totally. yes. that they studied for centuries. Yep. You can go look up mm-hmm. behaviorism, but mm-hmm. but yes, if I give the dog a treat every time it puts mm-hmm. its paw on a little stool, yes. then the, the child is lear- the yeah. the dog is learning that. So we apply those same things to humans, and there's some truth yes. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is definitely even some, some dog training will say that, right? Yeah. So if a dog's doing what you don't want. Turn away from the dog, right? Don't pay attention to it, you know? Yeah, you give the dog a treat when it's doing what you want. Exactly. So, But the difference is, although there are similarities between <laughs> we, our kids yeah. and dogs. We have a bigger prefrontal cortex. Yes, it's a right. little more nuanced. There's well, more the, to and it. And we don't want to keep approaching them as dogs, right? So, right. So, or ourselves. So, so, yes, yeah. we want to do something deeper. So let's uh-huh. let's dive into that. Instead of it looking at like, okay, so the kid just wants attention, which is kind of uh-huh. a... A judgment that the parent, well, the, the adult has. Do you want to talk has. about the other option of punishing it? Oh yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Back yeah, around that or, <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, yeah, I yes. think the other thing is, yes. is people think I've got to shut down what they're mm, doing. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so uh-huh. the kid who goes, ah, right. ah, it won't stop. Right. Then yes. hey, you're you need to go sit over there. Yes, that's right. Or now you don't yeah. get to be part of the that's group. Right. Or if you keep doing that, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, there, yes. there's some sort of consequence for. The kid who is doing a behavior you yep. don't like yep. or isn't helpful or could even be hurtful, yep. you think, I've got to ignore it, I've got to punish it, or I've got to somehow convey yeah. this is bad, I don't, you know, your attention seeking behavior will never work, and yeah. this is what's going to happen. And the third one we see sometimes is just give into it. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, man, a lot of permissive parenting. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, you see even movies kind of joke yeah. about that. Like, yeah. oh, if you're going to be a gentle parent, that yeah. just means that you're like, oh, honey, are you needing it? Exactly. Oh, okay. What do you need? Yeah. You see a lot of those kinds of, and there's some truth there because there's some parents who feel like anytime my child is doing something, I've got everything else in the world goes away and I'm just focused on my child. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they they almost think they're they're doing something different, which is different than it is, you know, yeah. punishing it or ignoring it. Mm-hmm. But it's also maybe maybe not informed well, right? Because right. they they they're, they're the missing the point. Yeah. I think in all yeah. three, sure. the intention is yeah. to help the yes. child be to do successful. better behavior. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. at different times, I think we all fall. We can all fall into any one of those three. So there's no judgment on that. Yeah. It's just today's conversation is about. Those three maybe aren't going in the direction we want or won't long term be helpful to us or the child. So what else can we do? Yep. What's going on there? The fourth one that we won't go into today is just funny. And there was <laughs> used to be a, a video we would show at parent conferences where the kid is about to want something or he wants his mom to buy him something yeah. and he starts to throw a tantrum and then the parent just gets on the ground and starts to throw a tantrum too. Yeah. And, so it's, and then the kid looks at the mom like, what is she doing? And so <laughs> like, then the kid stops and she's like, fine, there, we're done, right? It's almost <laughs> like in that sense, there, you want to do that? I'll do this. Yeah. So that's a fourth one that no one really does, but it's a funny one. But, people. but, it's, but what, it's fun. What, what we want to do, do is switch the conversation then instead of how to stop that behavior, how to resist it, how to ignore it, how to give into it is really address the need because that's the change in the conversation is reframing yeah. it that there's a need there i know dr becky bailey she'll say a lot um that really what a kid wants i mean sometimes a kid does want attention mm-hmm. but really what the kid's wanting is connection yeah. meaning they're really just wanting you to turn towards them and see them you yeah. know yeah and and that's the that's the need that you're trying to meet that isn't met necessarily with the ignoring 
or the punishing, right? And as a parent, that's really helpful to reframe or any parent, whatever, you're taking care of kids. And if you think, oh, it's an attention-seeking behavior, oh, you know, then it's almost, it puts it in this light. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you just see it as, oh, what's going on here? This kid seems to be trying to raise a flag, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and needing some connection, needing something. And then I just grow curious and and it changes my perspective on the situation and I address it differently with the child. Well, and the reason why that's so important is, I, I mean, I had a lot of experience there, like I said, in the elementary school setting and seeing teachers uh, do this with kids. And what I saw, either the kid, if you don't change this, if you don't reframe it and you keep mm-hmm. seeing it as just a behavior that's quote unquote bad, annoying or problematic for the kid and we just need to resist mm-hmm. it, you know, um, I saw kids, I mean, when they were ignored, they either learned to just stop asking. Yeah, know? yeah. Or, I mean, I saw a lot of kids who were just persistent as yeah. anything, dude. <laughs> like, they, were like yeah. they would go from, uh, 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 to like throwing things. And that, that like, is the kid. Yeah. So those were the kids that I, I feel like you mostly see as a counselor, yes. you know? Yes, yes. Those are the, it's like, there, there is the kid who just learns to shut off. Yes. They just shut down. There's, yeah. And they're the quiet little good yes, kid yeah. because they realize no one's going to pay attention That's to me right. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't care what it, it I do. It annoyed you every time I wanted your attention. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I will be good. Yeah. But really, I've just shut down. Yeah. You know, there's a yep. piece of that. But then the other kids are like, oh, oh, did that not work? Oh, don't worry. I've got more of my arsenal. Yes. I can up this. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to keep going up yeah. and up and yeah. up and up. And then there's that they're third gonna, kid. They're the, they eventually figure out. Oh, I can get your attention. Yeah. And then the you know? third kid, when you always give in to what there's, you know, mm-hmm. always make them the high priority, right? Every mm-hmm. time, boom, yeah. then that kid is like, they don't have this correct concept of how the world works, right? Yeah. They always think whenever they want attention and a connection, they can demand it and get it, right? Yeah. And so that's not good either because you want a kid to be able to understand that sometimes it just isn't the right time and space, you know, yeah. time, place, right? But, they right. need to wait. How, they need to learn what how can to, I do yes. when it's not a good yeah. time or pl- what do I do? Because those kids don't learn what to do in those situations yeah so so wanting somebody's attention and and trying to get their attention we want them to know it's this isn't a bad behavior you you don't need to resist it so reframe it yeah you don't need to change it it's a legitimate need Mm -hmm. and they just we just want to teach them how to get that need met right isn't that Mm -hmm. the idea yeah right so we really want to be able to see that thing. So like, I mean, it, it was awesome. Those, those teachers who did this, it was really great. That when the teachers saw the, uh, 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 wasn't the kid trying to be annoying. The kid wasn't like, Oh, by the way, when he's making that uh, uh, uh noise, he's raising oh, his sorry. hand I'm up so, in the air. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so it's the kid yes, who right. has their hand raised and they're just like, <laughs> yes. me, 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 ask that me, That doesn't translate me. on the microphone. Thank you, Sarah, for yeah. saying that. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> that you know I'm talking about the kid who's raising their hand going, me, look at me. I want to answer the question. Uh-uh. I mean, that's practically a cla- jumping out of their seat. To me, and... that's a class. Or the other one is mom, 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 right? The, yeah. Those are the classic ones of the kid. So yes, thank you for clarifying. But when the kid would do that is instead of seeing that as you, you could judge it as that kid is just annoying. That kid is saying, um, don't let anybody else answer. Just me. I have to yeah. be the one with the right answer. Yes. Right. You, you could see it at all. And not to say there's not even some truth in that, like mm-hmm. the kid. But underneath that, underneath yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Every time those kids, they're anxious kids, you know. They're insecure. You know, many times they, they, they're trying to prove, look, yes. look, I'm smart. I'm, not, I'm yeah, smart. Yeah. I'm not dumb. Right. Yeah. Let me answer so I can show you I know something. Right. Or I, I want the teacher to like me. 
So I really want, Lord, yeah. or, or mom, I want you to, when I'm saying mom, 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 I'm saying like, uh, I want you to turn towards me and say you value me. You know, yeah. like Sarah, I, I'm a middle kid. And so you are too. <laughs> so we think middle kids are cool. But um, <laughs> as a middle kid, lots of times, Sarah, I, I didn't think I could get my parents' attention because they were either too distracted by TV. Nowadays, it would be probably phones, you know, too distracted by TV or too distracted by their to-do list that they had to do. Yeah. So as a little kid, I actually had a stutter. You know, I stuttered for quite some time. And I try to like the. I feel like part of the reason why I stuttered was because I I wanted to get my voice heard, and mm-hmm. I, I felt like my my older sibling and my younger sibling they were always had mom's ear or whatever. So I had to jump in real quick and say what I wanted to say, and my brain would just and I'd start to stutter, and then that would really upset me because I'm like trying to say it fast. Mm-hmm. And it's probably why I'm a fast talker even today because I want to get in quick and I want to say it super fast because I know mom's attention is short. Mm -hmm. So I got to get in really quick, you know? And I I think that could look like from the outside probably as an annoying, demanding kid. But the kid in me was just saying, I just really want to tell you this. You know, I've been waiting all day to tell you this. Yeah. And so n- now I'm afraid if I don't get you before the TV gets turned on or before you start looking at the phone or before you start doing dinner or whatever it is, I'm not going to be hurt all day. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then maybe I won't remember it anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's very urgent. I get it out now. So if, if parents could switch that, you know, and see that differently. I think, too, sometimes it can look like that. Sometimes it can look like the kid who's being, so to speak, obnoxious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so so we want to think about, broaden that, what is your kid's attention-seeking behavior? Yeah. And it could be picking fights, yeah. argumentative, or, you know, just those annoying, or what is going on? You just seem like you're constantly trying to get me to turn towards you, even if it's for the negative. Yeah. All right. It's because some kids feel like, well, the positive things didn't work. You're just like, hey, great. And you, you know, that's what you're wanting from me. I've got to turn towards the negative to really get you to turn towards me. Yeah. Yeah. So if you really go. And it's not a conscious. It's just like, that's what they have found to be successful. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and they've also maybe watched other kids do it and it works. Like I know I've seen our son be in groups of people and he's waiting quietly and the kid who's obnoxious is the one who gets called on. Right. Yes. So I've seen our son go. Do I need to do that? And so afterwards, I'll talk to him. you be like, I'm confused. I'm just sitting here raising my hand and no one's calling on me. But yeah. it's the kid that keeps yelling stuff out. He's, he's the rolling one around on the yes. floor. Or, he's the one, and I, yeah. I understand the speaker's doing that because they're like, well, I'm I, trying to engage I want to engage child. that kid, right? Yeah. So so I, 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 I also just, in light of this, if you go even deeper, like, because this mm-hmm. is more of an inside out approach to reaching the need rather than the behavioristic outside in. So right. in the inside out approach, you're also thinking of the where they're at in their brain, you know, at that moment. And if a kid is demanding or really, you'll feel this anxiety in them to be seen, to be listened to, to be, they're in the limbic system. And what we know about the limbic system is the question is, am I love? So if you want to know more about the brain science, go back to our earlier episodes, episodes one and two and three around there. We talk about the brain states and the kid is in the limbic system. And the question is, am I loved? Am How do I get connection? How do I get connected with you in this moment? So it's really the question we're trying to answer, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. So let's dive into, we want to give really four concrete, specific, practical ways that you can help this meet this need without doing the ignore it, punish it. Yeah, there's other options. So here are the other options to build skills, reframe, and and and, and remember here when we when we're meeting the need, what we're doing is actually helping the kid regulate the feeling that is then causing this behavior. 
Yes. Yeah. So, so we're trying to, and, and Sarah, you were pointing out earlier, we have to be regulated, right? Yeah. So as a parent, in order to do these four things. Yeah. Because it can be yes. really, I was just thinking really how triggering, triggering yes. it can be, yes. you know, and, and especially if the child has learned in their brain, their approach to it, and this isn't conscious, but there's a piece of them that's like, I, in order to get your attention, I know if I, they'll do something really challenging mm-hmm. so it pushes your buttons and that's natural that's okay yeah. just you we just want to be aware like oh, wait a second first i first i need to get in a different place because yeah. i'm kind of mad at you right now yes. or irritated Super or yeah. yeah you're pushing my so i want to get to a place where i am regulated mm-hmm. that i'm i'm seeing this differently i'm able to reframe what's going on with you and not just feel me against you or yeah so the point of these four specific things you could be doing is we want to guide and teach the kid how to how to get their needs met in a way that is a win-win. Yeah, okay? Yeah. So the first one, sometimes kids get really anxious, they'll forget what they're wanting to connect with you on, right? And so mm-hmm. I saw that a lot in school um, with the, the kids who would be doing, raising their hand, going, ah, 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 is lots of times they're trying to answer something and they're afraid they're going to forget it or they yeah. they just, something inspired them that the teacher yeah. was saying and that's cool, but they want to say it now and they're, they're, they're afraid they're going to forget because in their home, lots of times the parent will tell them to wait and they never and come they back. They never to come it. back. So, yeah. so, so then, then the kid, I, I've met a lot of kids who get really mad because when the parent comes back, they can't remember it now, right? Mm-hmm. So, what I would do with those kids, and you can do this in your home, is have some kind of sticky pad or some kind of you know thing that they could write that down. So then the kid gets into the habit of if this isn't the time right now, and you really want to say to me, maybe the parents on the phone, maybe the parents doing some kind of work, or they mm-hmm. need to go write it down so you won't forget it. And I found that was very relieving for kids. Yeah. To go, oh, yes, if I write it down real quick, then I can tell you later, right? Yeah. And they don't have to write the whole thing down, but they can write some keywords yeah. to help them, you know, our, remember that. Um, our, uh, so I've done that with some kids where I will just take a brief second to turn towards them because I'm conveying this, I see you, I see you have a need. And I'll say, what's it about? Don't tell me right now. And maybe they'll say, this dinosaur I read about. And I'll say, okay, I will help you hold that. Mm. I'll come back to mm-hmm. you later. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll tell them, you can tell me over this time. You know, I'll give them a time. And because sometimes our kids may want to say something late at night and, and I know they need to get to bed. They got an early yep, morning, yep. something like that. I'll I'll just I'll help you hold that. And then yep. in the morning I will come back to you and or at whatever time and I can connect with you on that because then they feel a little that moment of seen and heard and valued. And and it relieves you just see them go. Oh, OK, great. Thank you. And it's a great skill you're going to use in work someday. Like yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening, you might do that in a, a work meeting. You know, yeah. the boss is talking. You need, oh, I need to ask the boss. Oh, cool! I remember how I learned how to just write that right. down. Right, write it it's down. The same idea. Find same some idea. way yes. that you can hold that and put it yep. on a shelf. Yep. So it's so. a skill bill they'll use their whole life. I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about an exciting opportunity that we're doing in 2024. You know, the past decade, Sarah and I have had the privilege and the joy of getting to coach so many parents and changing their. Uh, the way they discipline at home, moving away from fear-based approaches. And and over those years, we've gotten a lot of calls from fathers, dads, who are like, man, I, I want to make the change too, but I'm really struggling with, with the not yelling, um, the, the anger. It's just, man, it just, the reactions are so hard to change. And so in 2024, I thought it would be great. I really wanted to invite fathers who are wanting to change those dynamics um, to do some one-on-one coaching with me. So um, if you're interested in that, or if you know a dad who you think would be interested in that, I'd love for you to reach out to me at Kyle Wester at parentinglegacy.com. That's Kyle Wester at Parenting 
legacy.com. And I'd love to set up a time to talk with you to see if you would be a good fit for the program. Okay. So if you're interested, reach out, have any questions, reach out and look forward to, to talking with you soon. So the second one um, is teach them how to interrupt you and then give them a specific amount of time when you'll get back with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I know we've seen that a lot with our kids since I'm a talker. <laughs> so there's times yeah. where Sarah, you're really good at that, where the kid wants our attention and I'm really good about saying, Hey, this is not the time. Okay. I'm talking to your mom right now and I'm having a conversation. We'll get, but you can see that anxiety in them. Right. Yeah. And the anxiety sometimes is they don't know when I'm going to shut up. <laughs> so, they're like, so they're like, but if dad is talking, he may <laughs> go know. on forever and he may share a story and that's to, oh my gosh, if I didn't, I'm holding you. And so, and so well, and honestly, they're just tired. They're, they'll, just, they'll just be standing there waiting and waiting and waiting. I know. And so you do a good job of, we'll say, Hey, give me a minute. Right. I'm going to, once I'm done with this, then what? And if my story's still going, you might say, Kyle, she's been waiting <laughs> for like two minutes. So, so, and the reason why that's important, because you want the kid to trust you. You want, when you ask them to wait, they are not going to wait if they don't trust you're going to come back to them. Yeah. And a lot of times parents make the mistake of telling the kid to wait and then you never come back. Yeah. You know? So the kid's like, well, that didn't work. I know. The kid's like, that method stinks, man. So I'm yeah. going to make sure you yeah. hear me now. So if you if you can teach them how and even role play it, I find it's yeah. really fun. Like, mm-hmm. act like you're on the phone. Kid wants your attention. You can do this with, you yeah. know, kids almost any ages. Let's role play this. You know? Yeah. And then just, I'm going to say, wait, and then I'm going to come back to you in a minute. My you know? mom had this really great way because sometimes she didn't even want, if she was talking with someone and her friend or somebody, it didn't matter, business, whatever it might be, we could just come up and kind of grab her hand or just touch her. And so she would kind of maybe touch us back or it was like this silent signal to say, I see you, Mm -hmm. give me a moment, I'll turn to you. And Mm -hmm. she did. She was really good about getting to a pause in that conversation, turn to us real quick, you know, address it and then turn back to the conversation she was in. Yeah. But we were, you know, I, I felt very secure as a kid or something knowing, okay, this is our little, I'm touching you. I, you know, I got your hand, you know, I'm here kind of thing. And it, and it did, it brought, brought down that energy of, uh, the, you know, and to me, it might've been maybe not to a grown up, but as a child, it felt like this thing's going on outside and you need to know. And it might, it might've been really important. It might've yeah. been something that can just wait a five, you know, five minutes, let me finish this. But yeah. that way that connection could be made. I love it. Number three is teach them the difference between an emergency and something that can wait. And this is another one that you can really play out. There's actually been only a few times I can think, you know, maybe a handful of times it's really been an emergency right. that we really need. Like that one time I set our backyard on fire on accident. <laughs> yes. It was a total accident. I promise. Yes. It was a total accident. And that was an emergency because I needed you to help me put up the Fire, right? That's a story for another day. Our kids yeah. love to tell that yeah, story. That's a good story. Uh, that's right. So, but I so, was the hero. Yes, you did. It was amazing <laughs> how you put out that fire. But, um, but as the, the hose was all tied up, I couldn't get it done. But anyway, um, so teaching them and role playing with them because kids, when they're little, they think everything's oh, an emergency. Well, everything's yes. urgent. Yeah. Everything needs and to be we, done now. And we need to hold that that they could be jumping up and down and all because yeah. in their world. It is an emergency. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just hold that and just say, okay, it's an emergency to them. Yeah. I don't want to minimize that, but I can also use it as a moment to say, that felt like an emergency, right? So, you know, and play it out with them. Was it an emergency? And talk it out so they can start to learn those thinking skills. Yeah. Wait, I thought this was an emergency. Oh, oh, it actually wasn't. Yeah. Okay, that's it. And then they learn that by going through it with you, yeah. by talking it out. Yeah, that's great. And then the last one is, I think this is probably number four, one of the most important, but make sure they're getting time each day 
when they can connect and share with you, um, such as a bedtime routine, when they know they will get the time they need. You know, I find with a lot of kids, Sarah, just with our busy lives, our distracted oh, yeah. lives, yeah. that lives man, are full. kids going, you know, there's school all day, mm-hmm. they got activities going, mm-hmm. they're around the siblings all the time, mom and dad have their conversations, they were just trying to watch a show at night and chill, whatever it might be. The kid doesn't get that time every day where they know it's, I'm going to get to talk to mom about this, or I'm going to get to connect with dad. I remember yeah. one of the most precious things for our kids growing up was that I got into the habit of waking up early and just um, with our oldest, Abby, be able to go and watch the sunrise with her, you know? And mm-hmm. so there was times where you there was something I needed to connect with her on or I, you you would like me to follow up with her that she knew when she woke up, I'd be outside watching the sunrise, you know? So she'd come out and sit with me and then we had these fantastic conversations and she got used to trusting that that if I need to talk to dad, I can talk in the morning. Um, if I can talk at night, mom's going to be there putting me yeah. in bed. Generally, and, my my... <clears throat> Connection time is at night. Yours yeah. is in the morning. Yeah, and so 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 th- those times we continue with all our kids that yeah. they know the morning time. If you want to connect, so so just having those rhythms of where the kid can trust that okay, I'm going to hold this until then, and that way then they're not anxious of when's that time going to happen because for some kids, Sarah, it's not till the weekend. It's like something happened on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And maybe they'll get the time. By then it's gone. Like they don't remember anymore. And also, so you'll be like, what is this kid's deal this whole week? They just seem, you know, and it, and it's probably because that need existed and Mm -hmm. didn't get met. Mm -hmm. So we have to realize that kids have, you know, I'm sure maybe there's a great book on this about the bucket and we all kind of have this invisible bucket. We need connection. Yeah. So you could say that we need attention. Yeah. So kids need it. So if you're thinking, why is my kid doing all these obnoxious things? They might actually just need connection. Maybe they have something to talk to you about. Maybe they don't. Maybe they just need you to turn to them and have nothing else going on for 15 minutes. And that can be really hard. And it feels like a big pressure as a parent. Because sometimes you're thinking, I legitimately don't know where to find that time. But we need to you know, move some things around. It needs to be seen as a high priority to make sure we're, you know, like you said, it's number four on the list, but should be number. That's yeah. where we need to start. Yeah. Yeah. We need to start with: Am I giving them mm-hmm. some undivided, yeah. focused attention? I don't know why I put it number four now. <laughs> <laughs> but just like start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're just doing this because yeah. I'm not giving them some focused attention. Not just my presence, but my attention. Well, that's right. Bonus number five. <laughs> Bonus is switch it from my kid wants my attention to wants my connection. So yeah. I think that really helps me a lot when I hear them doing that thing and I'm starting to get triggered like oh they just want my connection yeah. it's not like because I feel the other way I feel controlled I feel like they're like demanding this of me uh-huh. like I don't want to raise mm-hmm. a kid who thinks every time they want me to pay attention I'm gonna do I got, I got important things to do man yeah you know, so just oh they just want my connection so how am I getting that connection with them yeah, yeah. and we want to build that in because just a small thought by the time they're teenagers some yes. of them have just like yes. forget it I actually yeah. don't want your connection anymore yes. and we don't want to land in that place or, or Sarah, they'll do behaviors that force your connection. Yes. You know? yeah. They'll do behaviors you that... You can see yes. different things happen. Yeah. So we want to just make that an automatic yeah. And, yeah. and it'll ebb and flow in life, but we want to be foc- be intentional about connection. Yeah. So I hope this uh, episode was helpful to you. And once again, share this podcast to other parents you think. I mean, it's the numbers are growing every day, Sarah. It's awesome to see many, many more people finding the podcast, listening to it. And if you want extra help, I know we think we've done some other promos without the in, in, in this podcast is, you know, something Sarah and I do is parent coaching, you know, 
And um, so we'd love reach out to us at uh, my my uh, um, email address would be Kyle Wester at parentinglegacy.com and would love to hear from you. So um, hope this was helpful. Hope you're having a great day and hope this really you start. We'd love to hear how this changes the dynamics with you and your family to move away from these, you know, kind of uh, dance that we get into with our kids and that you'll see a shift happen very quickly. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. The Art of Raising Humans podcast should not be considered or used as counseling, but for educational purposes only.